With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Are you still there? To delete your message, press 7. To save it in the archives, press 9. To hear more options, press 0. What are you talking about? What is good, everybody? We are back. Battle for LA podcast, part of the Clutch Points Network. Uh, this is a, a bit of a somber episode. Um, as always, it's, it's Tomera Zarley here, your Clippers reporter, and uh, Ryan Ward, your LA Lakers reporter on the other side. And uh, we are five days removed now from the tragic passing of Kobe Bryant, uh, Gianna Bryant, and the nine other, and seven other victims of the Calabasas helicopter crash. Um, that has rocked um, basically the world, I would say. It's rocked Los Angeles. It's rocked the world. It's rocked the basketball world. And um, people are, are still mourning and, and figuring out how to deal with the loss of uh, what many, what many, who many saw as an icon in Kobe. Um, 20 years here as a Laker, um, you know, and then, and then really started to take on a life a different life in, 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 you know, as a father and uh, obviously won the, what was it, the Academy Award and um, life after basketball for him looked very promising. And, and he, you know, a lot of people who didn't like Bryant, you know, when he was playing because he was probably <coughs> killing your team, um, he was he was probably gaining fans after his career because of, you know, how he was standing up for the WNBA and and uh, just, just, just so many things. There's so many different avenues we can explore with Kobe. Um, and you know, the Lakers game was postponed, obviously on uh, Tuesday night, Lakers Clippers game, Ryan and I were both supposed to attend that game. And, uh, both of us, I think, I mean, I, I speak for myself here, but I think, uh, it was good that they postponed it. Right, Ryan. I mean, how could you play that game 48 hours after it happened? Yeah, I think so. In retrospect, at first, at first I was like, that's probably what, not what Kobe would want. Right. Yeah, I mean, the guy played through everything. So he would assume, I would assume that he would just want to get it going again and not, you know, lament on it. But yeah, I think, I think it was the right move because it just had such a profound effect on so many people. And the Lakers organization was just kind of turned upside down. You know, you didn't hear from Jeannie Buss for a while. You didn't hear from Vanessa for a while for, you know, understandably so. Um, so yeah, it was probably a good thing to to step away and just wait till Friday. 
I mean, I honestly don't know how I could have gone through that game. Like myself, I'm not a, obviously the biggest Kobe fan. I was a Clipper fan growing up. Loved LeBron, but um, watching Kobe was different. It was uh, it, it was it was different in that he had a very obviously the killer mentality and, and the way he approached the game. I think was very appealing to to, to fans, uh, even if you know he, he may have killed your team most nights. Um, what is it? I think he's the only player in history to have 40 points against every other NBA 40, team. Yeah. Except for the Lakers. So he did he kill your team at some point. Yeah. So at one point or another, he probably destroyed your team. Um, so I just it, – it's it's a prof- profound loss that you can't even I, – I've struggled to, to, to deal with it. Um, you know, Ryan and I went to LA Live on – what was it? Tuesday night, a couple of days after the, um, the, pa- the passing, the news came down and – I mean, there's there's thousands. I mean, thousands of flowers and jerseys signed and and uh, you know signed photos and, <coughs> and you know framed photos and just all sorts of artwork and and just anything you can imagine Kobe related. Uh, it's down there. There's basketballs that are signed, uh, Kobe shoes, uh, you know, basketball, uh, baseball, uh, you know, the little baseball cards, basketball cards, whatever they are, um, you know, rookie year cards, stuff like that. They're just. Anything you can imagine is out there, and it's very, it's a very emotional scene down there at LA Life. If you haven't been, um, I mean, it's sort of whenever you're ready to go. I think that's that's how I see it. Um, you know, I think one of you know my best friend Jamie hasn't been ready to go yet because I think because it, it signifies a closing, um, you know, a, a a making it real. I don't know if it, if it had that effect for you, Ryan, when we went. Uh, <clears throat> I remember when you and Nikki were asking me whether or not I wanted to go. My first response was no. Like, no, I just don't want to. I mean, that, that first Sunday, I was a mess literally the whole day. Monday, I thought I'd be okay, and I was a mess again. Tuesday, I think I started to get a little bit better because I went to the office. I was around people, you know, and, I, and it felt better. And you could talk to people. And, and you're not just focusing completely on the tragedy. You know, you, you're thinking about all the good things and all the positive times. And I got text messages from people I haven't talked to for a while um, Mm -hmm. saying how upset they were and remembering all the times that we used to watch games together and, or we play games together, you know, or play ball. Um, But when I got there, I was surprised how I felt. I, I felt it was more celebratory, right? It wasn't so much, mourning the man even though it was it was it's just people were just in a different kind of spirit than i expected it's like remember when we were standing there <clears throat> and all those people are shooting a basket with one ball remember when yeah. the, the, there's a that little hoop put on top of one of those big big walls where everybody was signing and it, there must have been 200 people just huddled around this like a picture like a half court setting and the ball is just getting passed around. And people would say, like, three, two, one, and then shoot it. And if they met it, you know, everybody's cheering, going crazy. And then Kobe chance to break out. It was just a different kind of vibe than I expected. And, I, and it was refreshing. It made me feel a hell of a lot better. And uh, I'm sure it made a lot of other people feel that way, too. Like, people would ask me, like, what was it like? And I said, if you have a chance, go down there. Like, one of my buddies, my buddy, one of my closest friends, Joe, he's – He's going down there with his kid uh, tomorrow. The same kid who I bought a Kobe jersey for three three years ago. Yeah, so 
it's 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 just surreal. It's just a surreal thing, and it, there's no way to there's no right or wrong way to deal with it. It's just it's just one of those things. It just it's it's a struggle to to sink in and 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 come to terms with. And even when you do, you know, something can happen. You see another reaction from a player or somebody that was close to him or even a fan that loved him to death. And, and you, you break down all over again. It's just, it's, uh, I don't know. It's, it's just been a difficult week. I know that, you know, one of the things you talked about was obviously the basketball hoop, but they had, you know, when we were down there, they had, uh, you know, some of the, I don't know what, what kind of bands those were, but they had bands there playing music. Um, I know George Sedano referred to him as La Banda. Uh, you know, they were playing music there. It was, it was, it was a, it was a very celebratory vibe. Um, Mm-hmm. Which uh, you know just echoes what you were saying earlier that it was, it was more celebrating the life um, than mourning. I mean, there was there was a good amount of mourning there, but um, you know we we saw people in tears and obviously taking photos and and all that. But there were people also celebrating and laughing, and it was a good place for Lakers fans. It looked like to to I, I, maybe not even Lakers fans, just basketball fans, like to get yeah. together and yeah. just and just just talk ball. Like this is the first time maybe. Ever we've seen Lakers fans and Clippers fans unite in one, you know, towards one th- thing. Like you know, we saw a couple of Clipper fans out there. I know yesterday at the game there were tons of Clipper fans on their way to the Clippers Kings game, who stopped by there and paid their respects and you know put some flowers down and um, engaged with Laker fans. Uh, it was it was it was interesting. I, I I don't know how else to describe it. It was just uh, it was interesting and it brought a lot of fans together. And I think um, you know this is what. This is what LA is about. Obviously, you know, Clippers and Lakers have their rivalry, but uh, there's there's a there's a mutual respect at some point, especially for an icon like Kobe. Um, and you know, Montrezl Harrell said it yesterday after the game. Like, there's no, like, we're not going to get over this in a couple of days. We're not going to get over this in a couple of months. This is going to sit with us for a long, long time. Um, and he's right. It certainly seems that way. This is not going to be an easy thing. Um, Wait, and there's there's another thing that I was going to say that I've been impressed by, uh, just for people in general. Over the last few years with social media kind of booming and it becoming, you know, a big thing for everyone, uh, I've noticed that the reactions that I've seen have been 100% genuine. Nobody's faking it just to get likes on Instagram or retweets on Twitter. Mm-hmm. Nobody's jumping on a bandwagon just because everybody else is doing it. It's just genuine. It's all genuine love. And I I haven't seen this in a long time. I can't remember the last time I saw people coming together like this and just kind of all feeling the same way. I, I never knew how much everyone else loved this man. Like, I, I had my respect for him growing up and all my, you know, my experience and everything, like, a piece I wrote the other mm-hmm. day. Um, but I never knew how everybody else was because there's a lot of people that didn't like Kobe or like LeBron fans don't like Kobe or Jordan fans don't like Kobe or, you know, like there's just a lot of like love, hate. A lot of people loved him. A lot of people hated him. But now it's like universal. It's like they all respected him in a way. Yeah, I, I think – And it's, Sorry, finish that up. What was that? No, I was just going to say it's it's incredible. It's 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 really kind of restored my faith in in people, right? Um, it, it 
yeah, I, I, I totally agree with that. It's been, it's been a uniting factor that, um, really everyone seems to have some kind of Kobe story. Funny enough, like, um, you know, I remember Mm -hmm. the night, I think, uh, his final game, uh, I was, I was at a buddy's house, my best friend's house, Peter, and we were obviously, I'm not, you know, I'm not the biggest Kobe fan, but I did have a Kobe jersey. So I wore that. And, um, I think that was the same night the Warriors were going for 73. And that game may have been the most irrelevant game I've seen. Yeah. Uh, I don't even like, we didn't even care if they got 73. It was, it was Kobe from start to start to finish. It was, it was insane. And we were celebrating that jumping up and down. Um, it was, it was, it was insane. Uh, you know, I remember one of my favorite moments, probably the, the game six, game four against the Suns, that uh, game winner, um, in overtime, I think that was game four. Um, just, just incredible. It's just, just so many memories. I, it's so hard to pick one. Like we were talking to fans outside the other day, outside of LA Live, and it was just so many of them had so many different memories. Some said this game winner. Some said this game winner. Some said the sixty point game. Some said eighty one point game. There's just so many that you can go down the line on. Um, Ryan, did, did you have one? I mean, is it easy for you to pick one? No, not necessarily. Um, I would say there's a couple. I mean, my favorite memory of him ever was him throwing the alley-oop to Shaq in the, the West Conference Finals mm-hmm. in 2000. Because it was like they came back, I think it was from like 18 points down, and Kobe and Shaq just seemed to click. And it was off to the races after that. Three straight titles, you know, four NBA Finals appearances. It was just everything worked after that moment, you know? So that's – it was just the beginning is, is, was my favorite memory. But uh, I'd say for him, from an individual thing, I, there was two things. There was one, before I started going to games a lot and everything, uh, he followed me on Twitter. Kobe did. Out of nowhere. Yeah. I still have the screenshots. I'll show you. Um, he followed me on Twitter, and I thought it was – fake right i'm like oh there's no way there's no way that's kobe right and i had just written a piece for lakers nation at the time it was uh what's it called uh kobe bryant the last of a dying breed and i just put everything into it kind of the same well i put more into the piece this week right because it was just you know just emotion like mm-hmm. no other but the other one i was like you know kind of like Kobe is just a different kind of player. I don't think we'll ever see it again, right? Because it's changing. The game's changing. Players' mentalities are changing. Everything is changing. But uh, he followed me, and I, I, it was like late at night, too. It was like 2 in the morning or something. And I'm like, what the hell? I get this notification, and I was just tripping out. And I'm like sending to my friends. I'm like, can you believe this? Can you believe this? And he did. You think he followed it for at least a year or two. And then he did something where he, he unfollowed everyone and, like, did, like, a contest or something uh-huh. for people. So I was bummed. But it, it just the, the act in itself. So we saw something that he liked that I did, you know. And, and he followed me after that. But that was a trip. And then when I asked him the question about the 81 points, uh, which took was a lot of nerve, I was – no, no, this was his final uh-huh. season, though. So in his final season, he did what the Clippers do now, you know, go in, the, in that mm-hmm. press conference room. 
and field questions. Well, every night we got Kobe in there. So we had a chance to shoot questions at him. And I was that whole season. I was like, I, if I ask him something, I have to ask him something totally original, totally unique, totally like where I can get it out of my mouth without regretting what mm-hmm. I'm saying. Like, cause he, he was incredible in terms of shutting down reporters. It's like if he thought your question was even remotely ridiculous, <laughs> he would embarrass you. So he made it really scary to ask him questions. But then I asked him that question, you know, will, will anybody surpass or, ma- or match or surpass 81 points? And he gave a brilliant answer. And he, and he said he was bracing this, like, optimism, like, yes, I think somebody can do it. And then saying how, you know, you got to be in the right shape, you know, blah, blah, blah. But I was, I, it was, I got it on video and I was like, wow, this, this is a moment I'll never forget. So I'd say those two stick out in my mind. Wow. I think the, um, the the question was off was, was a pretty good one. I saw that video; that was a pretty good. One. I didn't know about the following on Twitter though. That was interesting. Um, yeah, and again, Ryan, Ryan had a pretty good story about how Kobe um, sort of, I guess, inspired him, um, and uh, you know, it involves a pretty pretty scary car accident. Um, so, you guys, if you guys get a chance, you should read that. It's on his Twitter. I'm sure he'll post it on Instagram again for everyone. Pretty good story. And um, I think, yeah, I, I don't know, where do you go from here? Like you know, the Clippers, the Clippers obviously played their game. They had a tribute video um, narrated by Paul George. You know, Paul George said things like, you know, I wouldn't be here if it wasn't for Kobe. He was our goat. He was our MJ. Um, you know, Kawhi obviously got, I mean, for Kawhi standards, got emotional after uh, after the game on Sunday when he, you know, when they won and he heard the news. Um Lou Williams, Lou Williams shared a couple of stories. He played with Kobe. He was there for the 60-point game as well. Um, so just a lot of guys around, just in the Clippers alone have ties to Kobe. You know, Ty Lue, uh won a title with him. Uh, Doc Rivers coached against him twice, two, two, uh, two NBA finals, that is. Um, there's, just, there's just so much connection that he had. And um, I, just, I think we should also just, you know, obviously pay tribute to some of the other people as well, like, you know, it wasn't just Kobe and Gigi. It was also uh, John Altobelli, Kerry Altobelli, Alyssa Altobelli um, among the, the, the victims. Christina Mauser, uh, Aro Zabayan, obviously, the pilot, and uh, Sarah Chester and Peyton Chester. It was nine people in total on that crash, and um, it, was, uh, it, it was pretty life-changing. It was pretty life-changing, I think. Um, we saw Vanessa Bryant took a couple days um, to release her own statement. Um, and I think I think the website that she she put out for people to donate to crashed within like a minute. I don't know if that's right, but um, wow, that sounds about right. Yeah, <laughs> I, I, I'm sort of left speechless by all this because it still hasn't uh, completely sunk in. Uh, you know, I was I was sitting there on Tuesday night uh, or Monday night, rather okay, and then you know I watched some Fallon jump, Jimmy Fallon watched some Jimmy Kimmel, and then. Up another three hours dealing with that. So, um, what are you expecting from from the game? I mean, it's going to be pretty emotional, right? Uh, you know what? I, this is the one time outside of his sixty point game where I have no clue what to expect. Like I, 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 I don't think I can remember. You know, it's got to be a sixty point game. That's the last time. I can remember people being universally 
emotional inside staples all at the same time, right? Um, just the only difference is now he's, he's not there, you know, like it's, it's going to be tough. And every single person is going to be, I, we'll probably see more people wearing Lakers jerseys tonight than we have ever seen in Staples ever because they're, I think they put shirts on every single seat. Um, so it's basically you, everybody has a chance to wear one. And I don't think people yeah, want one side has the like, uh, number eight jersey shirt jersey. The other side has a twenty four shirt jersey. So that was um, that's been a pretty cool sight to see. Uh, tribute videos, all that. I mean, yeah. I can't even. LA Live alone is going to be insane. Um, I think I think I heard that they credentialed about three hundred and fifty people for this game. So, oh, oh, um, no. <laughs> yeah, it's it's going to be insane. But um, I just. Yeah, I, it's again like like I think Harold Montrose Harold said it best the other night. Like it's not going to be a few days, it's not going to be a few months. This is going to be felt for a very long time, and everyone sort of has their own way to recover and mourn from this. So, um, right, unless you have anything to add, I I don't, man. I I got to get ready to to go to Staples right now. Right, well. So. Um, we should, we'll do another one in a couple yeah. of days, I think. After the Super another Bowl. Kind of yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll get some reaction from Clippers players, Lakers players in total. Get that organized for everyone to hear um, and go from there. But, yeah, this is a little, a little brief brief uh, Battle for LA episode, but a, a very somber one as well. Um, yeah, as always, you guys can follow us on uh, – follow me at Tomerazarly, T-O-M-E-R-A-Z-A-R-L-Y on Twitter and Instagram. Um, and YouTube. I'm getting on that now, too. Um, you can see reactions from a lot of players like Paul George, Kawhi, Lou Williams, Doc Rivers, uh, Montrez Harrell, Mo Harkless. We got every, I got everyone, for the most part, up there. Um, they reacted to the Kobe, Kobe news. Um, you can follow Ryan Ward on, I think, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube. Uh, at Ryan Ward LA. Um, He's, he's also uploading a bunch yep. of stuff. He's going to have great content from tonight's game, from the next couple of games. Uh, and again, check out his story on, on how Kobe sort of inspired him and changed him. I think that was, that was a really nice story. Um, and you could find that, you could find the link in my bio on, on Instagram. Oh, okay. So just keep it up there for a while. Yeah. So it's in his bio. Check that out. Uh, let him know what you think. Um, and then, uh, yeah, as always, subscribe to the podcast. We're going to be well, well, I guess we'll save that news for next week. But um, yeah, subscribe to the podcast. Uh, you know, leave us a, a comment, um, any comments, questions, concerns, stuff like that. Anything you guys may have. Also, drop us a five star review if you guys think we need to work on anything. Shoot that out as well. Um, yeah, I hope you guys enjoy this episode. Hope you guys are, um, you know, hope the healing process is going well for everyone who's dealing with this. And. Um, Reach out to people if, if, if you need to. Um, a lot of people are dealing with this. So if you need to, reach out to people, um, talk to people. Uh, I know personally Corey Maggetti helped me out last night when we talked about this um, for about 20 minutes. And that was um, it was an easy conversation that I needed to have. So uh, talk, talk to people. Um, you know, there's no shame in that. Um, and yeah, that, that, that wraps it up for our episode. So. Um, hope you guys enjoyed it and we will catch you guys next week take it easy 
Some cars are comfy on the inside but don't have power on the outside. And some cars have the horsepower but none of the comfort. I used to think there weren't any cars that were the total package. But that all changed when I got my Honda SUV. It's rugged and sophisticated. And right now, Honda has deals on the entire Honda SUV lineup. CRV, HRV, Pilot, Passport, you name it. So if you're looking for a car that's the total package, the only place you'll find it is at your local Honda dealer. Hurry before they're all gone.